start looking for scrounging around for something to put on Facebook today. Don't put on that what you're going to be doing tonight, what restaurants you're going to eat in, what TV show you're watching. Put on that that God is moving at First Assembly. Show them some of this great music you've just heard. This is powerful, folks. Not many places around this area that you hear something like this. It's getting better and better, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to preach something new today I have never preached on in my life. There are not too many things I can say that about. I've never preached on this subject or this scripture in my life. And I'm going to tell you something today that I've never told before. I've never said this. I've never admitted it or confessed it or however you want to express it. I've never told it before today. And so I'm preaching a message on a scripture I've never preached on. And I'm going to tell you something I've never told. So there ought to be something novel about this sermon today, for sure. Turn with me, if you would like to, in your Bible to Romans chapter 10. There's a great, great powerful truth in Romans chapter 10. A lot of wonderful things that are said. And I've preached on a lot of things from Romans chapter 10. But I've never preached on the scripture I'm going to read today. And the scripture that I'll speak on. The scripture today of Romans chapter 10, starting with verse 13. Verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I've preached on that. Verse 14, I've never preached on. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him unless, if they have never heard about him, how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is what the scripture says. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. That's the part I've never dealt with before. How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. King James says preachers, preachers bring good news, bring the truth. I think it's more accurate to say messengers because it isn't just called preachers, pastors, evangelists who bring the good news. Every believer brings the good news if you're doing what God's told you to do and what you're supposed to do. A long session today, yesterday teach people just how to do that, how to go about that. But it also says, and this is the part I've stumbled over for a number of years, I never have particularly liked this verse of Scripture. Never denied it, but I've never particularly liked it, I confess. It says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. And how many of you in here think you have beautiful feet? I'm, this, is, this is my confession. I'm going to tell you the truth. I have no reason not to. I've never told anybody this before. Never said it publicly. I've only complained about it to Carolyn and my mother. Never even complained to my children about it. I have ugly feet. I mean, I really have ugly feet. I, I'm not kidding you. If, if, if I were to take my 
shoe off today and pull off my sock and let you see, you would say, man, that guy's got an ugly foot. If I show you the other one, you say the same thing. The other one's just as ugly as the first one. The left one's just as ugly as the right one. And the right one's just as ugly as the left one. They're both ugly feet. Not just ugly foot, it's ugly feet. I mean, my toenails don't grow right. I didn't even have to go to cut them. I put it off as long as I can until they start scratching my socks. But, I, but then when I have to get out to cut them, I've got to look at them. You know. Why are my toenails like this anyway? And my foot has a... My mother used to say, he has a high instep. When she go to buy me shoes, she'd tell the salesperson, well, well, you know, he has a high instep. What she means is that a big old bone sticking up on the top of my foot like a little small mountain. So when I try to tie my shoes tight, it hurts my foot. Now, I don't mean to be ungrateful about my foot. I'm not ungrateful for them because they get me around. I stand up on them and they work. But, but I'm not talking about facility. I'm not talking about how, how useful they are. I'm talking about how they look. And they don't look good. Now, I hope you won't come up to me after church and say, Well, Pastor, I feel sorry for you, but I've really got beautiful feet. No, don't tell me that. First of all, I'm not even sure I'll believe it, but if you do, I'm not going to receive it. I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know this very, this matters a little. This is why it matters, because I read it in the Bible that people that carry the message have beautiful feet. So where does that leave me? That's my point. Everybody who carries the message says has beautiful feet. And I know I don't have beautiful feet. But I still think I'm called to preach. Because God's not preaching through my feet, he's preaching through my mouth anyway. And he even emphasized it. Over in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, he says it again. God says it again. This is what he says in Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger. the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that God of Israel reigns. How beautiful are the feet of the people who tell that. Are you speaking out against me? Because my feet are okay. All right. I just want to be. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> so, all right. Now you know. Again. I've never said this publicly. I've never said it in the service of church anywhere I've ever been. I've never had a conversation in the public about it. I'm never going to complain to Carolyn about it particularly, but it is an admission, and it's okay if you remember it. Just don't talk to me about it. I'm very sensitive about it. <laughs> uh, that part's not true. I'm not very sensitive about it. But, but, but the, it's a fact. It's just a fact. My feet are ugly. All right, so there it is, out before you, and the message of the gospel is the message of going. So you, know, you, you, you need your mouth. You certainly need your mouth. You need your breath. You need your whole body to communicate the gospel. But you also need your feet. You know, when I, when I was in Israel this past time when I was there, I realized once again how tough Jesus and his disciples had to be. And they walked all up and down that territory. They walked from through Galilee on up to Jerusalem. And that's not just a little hike for us. That's not like walking out here to Publix to buy a loaf of bread. You won't even do that. And I won't either. So that, but, 
But if you, if you realize what those guys did, how they want, how much they want, you know they had to be tough people. A lot of walking. And all it wasn't just on level ground either. And so when Jesus talked about going with the gospel, he had a good impetus for that. He knew what he was talking about. Going with the effect. The first part of the gospel is G-O. Go. So it's about going. So you need your feet. You need your facilities to go. To move. To go forward. To go ahead. Even if you're going to get in a car. If you're going to get in a limousine. You still got to be on your feet to get there. So the message of going with the gospel is really a message of, uh, about strong ability to move about and to move forward. You got to have your feet. You need your feet for that. And so I want to tell you, even though, even though my feet are ugly, I appreciate them. I don't want to do without them. I don't like it when one of them hurts. I don't like it when I stumble over something and my toe hurts. But, you know, and I don't want to tell you now, I'm no, I know I'm not the only one here who's like this. I know I'm not. Now, you don't know, you're sitting there, you look like you're sitting there saying, man, I'm glad my feet are not like his. But some of you, you're just as bad off as I am. I was, I was talking to Jackie Carmichael yesterday over at the church. We're getting standing at the food table and I said, have you ever heard anybody preach on the beautiful feet of the messenger of the gospel? He said, no, no, I don't believe I ever have, Pastor. I've heard people refer to it. I don't think I've ever heard anybody preach on it. I said, well, I've referred to it a lot, but I've never preached on it either. But I'm planning to preach on it tomorrow. And then he told me, he's got ugly feet. He, he's, he said he's got a something kind of a toe that, comes, that doesn't go straight and doesn't look right. I said, well, I, both of my little toes curl under. They're just like a little nub with the way they curl under. You can't tell it's a toe. <laughs> That's not keeping him from preaching the gospel. Not keeping him from carrying, going with the message. Mine's not keeping me from doing it either. I don't walk up to anybody getting ready to preach and say, how'd you like to inspect my feet to be sure I'm all right to preach today? No, no, because I know something better about this. I know that God understands that the feet of every person, every believer, every child of God, every servant of the Lord, everyone who has a mouth to speak the word of God, everyone who proclaims that Jesus is the Savior, every person in that category has beautiful feet according to the word of God. A powerful message of God. God takes the ugly and turns it into beautiful. Hallelujah. It may not be a physical transformation, but it's a spiritual empowerment that God takes the lowly part of the body and speaks about a lowly part of the body. It, 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 it certainly does mean it's unimportant, but in the sense of the levels of importance of the body, the feet may not be the lowliest part, but it's not the highest part either. But it's important to God that we understand that communicating the message of the gospel brings a level to us, a level of growth and experience and spiritual expansion and victory and power and overcoming that we would not have any other way than by communicating the message of Jesus Christ to the people of the world. So the feet of those who bring that message 
may be gnarled, misshapen, have funny toes, have toenails that don't grow just right. But in the sight of God, that dedicated servant who goes and tells someone, Jesus Christ will save you and set you free, is walking on beautiful feet, carrying the message of the God, because it's the message of Jesus that makes the feet beautiful. Carrying that message, taking that truth. I'm so glad God's a transforming God. <laughs> God took my life when I was nothing and nobody and had no prospects of ever being anything or being anybody. He took my life and he made me somebody that I never was. He made me somebody that I never had been. He may be somebody that I never thought I could be, but he took my life and changed my life and transformed me from a sinner, lost and undone, into a child of God, saved and on the way to heaven. He's done that for you if you've come to Jesus. And because of that, you're the beautiful communicator of the gospel that he's called to tell the world about Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus takes all of the ugliness, all of the darkness, all of the dissipation, and turns it into something beautiful. He took the ugliness and made it beautiful. He took the ashes and turned them into beauty. He took, took the darkness and turned it to light. He took the desert sands turned them into an oasis. He took the wilderness and turned it into a palace. He took the stink and the stench and made a sweet perfume. He took the filthy rags of our self-righteousness and gave us robes of his redemption and his glory and his righteousness. He took those of us who had fallen into the depths and lifted us up into the heights of victory. He took us from being under and moved us up to being over. He took us from degradation to restoration. He took us from being a cast off on the garbage heap of humanity and turned us into a monument of righteousness to his glory. He transformed us, and that which was ugly, he turned into that which is beautiful. When he changed us and transformed us, he made us different people in his own image. And being made in the image of Jesus Christ is a beautiful representation of what he can do and what he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I look back, and I, and I do it so often. I, I look back frequently and think about where I was when Jesus came to me and where he brought me, where he has taken me, where he has led me. I see what I was and, 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 and whatever I am lacking today. I'm far better than I ever would have been, than I ever could have been, 
Jesus hadn't come into my life and given me a new chance to be what I never could be without him. You know, I, I, I know we don't, we, we don't like to think about it, and, and maybe we really don't need to think about it that much, but I will tell you that there are times, not all the time, but there are times when I have to think about where I was and what he took me and made of me. And you perhaps find that same thing. I think about that particularly when the month of August starts. And I think about all that God did for me in the month of August. I was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I think about what I was before that. And I think about what I would have been if it hadn't been for that. I've said oftentimes Jesus not only saved my soul when he came to me, but he saved my life. And I believe that to be true. Today I still believe that to be true. I give God glory for that. But I didn't have anything. <laughs> I, really, I really had nothing to offer Jesus when I came to him. Maybe you had a little bit. Maybe you knew a little bit about the Bible. You had a little bit of knowledge of Scripture. Or maybe you had parents who had taken you to the church and you knew the reality of church and it, it was out of value. Church out of value. Or, 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 or maybe you had people who just taught you a way of righteousness, whether it was godly or not, whether it was scriptural or not, it was moral, taught you that. I didn't have any of that. When I came to Jesus, I had nothing to bring to him except my sorry self, except my profane, wicked, sinful self is all I had to bring to him. And when I came on my knees, weeping, sobbing, crying out, not even know what I was, didn't even really know what I was doing, had nothing to bring to him. He took that which I brought, as worthless and as useless as it was, he took it. And he transformed it. And he made me a child of God. So he took, he, he took, I, I don't want to say too much about that, but I just, I, I, I know, I know. I know what he took when I came to him and at the altar fell off my knees before him. I know what he took. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't anything worth having. For it wasn't anything worth having. It wasn't anything that was, it, was worth, it wasn't anything worth me having. It wasn't anything worth anybody else having it. It surely wasn't worth anything for God to have it. But he took it anyway. And he took all of that, all of that despair and hopelessness, all of that sinfulness, all of that wickedness. He took it. And he transformed me. Unbelievably, unbelievably. Still unbelievable, still unbelievable today. And Jesus is God's unspeakable gift. He took all of that, all of that, and he made it into something worthwhile to make a mark in this world, to make a mark in people's lives, to make a difference, not for myself, but for God. And glory to his name for doing that. I love him for doing that. I thank him for doing that. We sung a song many times, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. So no matter how little you have or how worthless it is, 
If you have not come to Jesus, he will take that and he will transform that uselessness into usefulness. He will take that sin and remove it and give you righteousness. He won't give you anything that you deserve. Praise him for that. He won't give you what you deserve. He'll give you what you need and what you deserve is hell. But he'll give you the hope of heaven and the glorious victory of his self, himself in your life. Praise God. Praise God for that. So, the further part of that song says, If there ever were dreams that were lofty and noble, they were my dreams from the start. And the hopes for life's best were the hopes that I harbored down deep in my heart. I don't even know that that's true about me. But my dreams turned to ashes. This I do know. My dreams turned to ashes. My castles all my fortune turned to loss. So I wrapped it all up in the rags of my life and I laid it at the cross. And when you do that, that wasn't just upon being saved. I confess to you, when I say when I got saved, I didn't know what I was doing. God knew what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what he was doing. But as time went on, as time passed, more and more and more, I saw what God had done for me. And really, I saw that I need to forsake my own ambition, perish every thought ambition, give it all up to glory on the cross, perish every thought ambition. All I've hoped and sought and known, yet how rich is my condition, God heaven are still my own. Great song from the past has those words in it. So you today to have the beautiful feet of the gospel that carries the message of the gospel. One of the greatest things God can do in your life if you haven't been transformed to that place yet today. Let that transformation by the grace of God take place for you. And I say this for you. Something beautiful, something good. All your confusion be understood. All you had to offer him was brokenness and strife. 